everybody. Monday, December 19th. Christmas is right around the corner. It's about 6 o'clock in the afternoon, and we are joined by the Athlete of the Week. He's actually kind of been our Athlete of the Week for 10 or 14 days, been doing some scheduling stuff. He's a busy man. MJ Collins, six foot four, freshman guard out of Clover, South Carolina. The What sparked the MJ Collins being Athlete of the Week was he had eight points, eight boards, a monster slam, and he also freaked a little bit on the way back up the court. And Bryce, after we were leaving the game, we were all at the game, he goes, hey, our Athlete of the Week this week, it is MJ Collins. We got to get in touch with MJ Collins. So this has been a long time coming. MJ, how are you? How are things? Welcome onto the show. Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, thank you for having me on the show. And uh, I'm ready to get started. MJ, what's going on, man? Um, I feel like Billy's kind of short-selling me there. So I took my dad to the UNC game. We had a great time. You know, anytime I can watch a Virginia Tech sporting team beat uh, beat UNC is a great day. I didn't get out of the stadium before I texted them and said, MJ Collins is our guy. That is a bad dude. He was awesome. Like, let's talk to him right now. Um, again, we've, we've had you, I feel like on the hook for, for two weeks for this. So thanks for hanging with us. Um, and you know, glad you continuing to live up to the hype as the athlete of the last two weeks, as we'll call it. Um, so to get started here, we, we kind of like to start with the same, the same question for all of our athletes. Uh, as we mentioned, you're from Clover, South Carolina. I believe you played uh, at a school actually around where I'm from here in Charlotte to end your high school career. You know what? What led you to to picking Virginia Tech, and you know how did that recruiting visit go? How did how did Mike Young and the staff pull you out of the Carolina schools? Uh, so, growing up, you know, I watched Carolina Duke. My family and I were uh, Tar Heel fans growing up. Um, my dream was to always play in the ACC. Um, VT and Clemson were the only two ACC offers I had at the time. So, you know, uh, VT was my first visit. Uh, I come down, me and my family. Uh, I get here, you know, they had the hotel set up. Um, I had a letter from every coach, you know, telling me how excited they were to have me. Um, then we went to dinner. Um, I, I hung out with Lynn Kidd and Hunter and the, and the rest of the guys. I came in the summer, so students weren't here. Uh, you know, and then the next day, Coach Young and the staff sat down um, and they took the time, you know, to put my highlights together and then show how I fit inside the offense. And that was something that really stuck with me and my parents, um, showing me how I fit within the system and how he planned on using me here. So, so what your- say Virginia Tech showed, showed you a lot of love. I, I like that Mike also put the, ki- the two kids, uh, Lynn and Hunter, who – either were committed or played for a South Carolina school uh, at one point and, and showed you that you can come to Virginia Tech and, you know, do great things. Um, sure. Well done there. Who was your primary recruiter, MJ? Uh, it started out as uh, Coach Frazier. Okay. Then, um, KG took over. So t- we love KG, big, big fan of KG's. Um, tell me a little bit about kind of, his approach, the relationship that you had with him, and uh, how he's impacted you as a player at Tech so far. Um, I say he he would call me almost <clears throat> every week. 
Uh, we had talked, text every day. Um, you know, he was just telling me how much they needed another guard here. Uh, he seen me uh, play great defense. You know, he kind of told me, you know, we have scores here, but we need somebody that can also guard the ball. And the way that your your athleticism takes over, uh, I feel like you're a great fit here. And, you know, he would talk to my dad a lot. You know, we just kind of, when we got here, um, we just kind of felt like, man, this is the place that where I should be. And, you know, my parents felt it that day um, after we left. And, you know, I kind of felt it too, but they, my parents didn't want to push it on me. They wanted me to make the decision for myself. You know, then it got to the time where I was kind of offer stacking, just seeing, of course, how many offers I could get at the time. You know, my mom saw a tweet that said something about um, – if you know where you want to go, why are you waiting? So I called KG and um, I was like, yo, KG, I got something to tell you. He was like, don't play with me, man. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm committing. And uh, <laughs> he hung up. He sent, um, he done a face group FaceTime with all the coaches. And, you know, I told him at the same time. So it was a moment that, that, you know, I've been dreaming for all my life. And, you know, it felt real good. So Coach Young is uh, is one of the most unique coaches in college basketball. What are some, can you fill us in on some of the quirks or some of the interactions that you've had with him that may be a little different than any of the other coaches you've come in contact with? Whether it's a quote, whether it's one of the things that he does every day, kind of give us a give us a little bit of a look at what Coach Young is like. Honestly, you want me to be honest? Of course. <laughs> Grass for Coach Young yet, like he. He, he'll yell one minute and then he's calm the next minute. And, you know, he might laugh with you for, for the next 10 minutes and then he go he go into a serious mode um, for the rest of the day. So, you know, I, I haven't really scoped him out yet and, see, you know, felt him out to see, you know, what our relationship could be. You know, Hunter, Hunter and Mutz, you know, they have a strong relationship with him. And if you want to be honest, I'm kind of nervous to cross certain lines, especially as since I'm a freshman. So I, I don't really – I talk to Coach Young. You know, he'll tell me um, what I need to do or what I'm doing well or what I need to work on, and then that's really about it. Love that. Um, so as we, as we kind of move on to, to this season, uh, obviously it's your, it's your first year. What what were the expectations going into the first year? You know, freshman in the ACC, um, you know, a veteran team. Were you hoping to play a little bit? Were you expected to be on the on the bench more? Like, what, what were your thoughts going in, and how um, and how's this year so far lived up to those expectations? Uh, I'll say coming in, I wasn't really sure. Um, I knew that my high school coaches had prepared me. Um, Garden playing defense, and I knew playing defense could get me on the court, but I didn't know how long I would be out there. Um, so you know, coming in, I was kind of, I was kind of guessy. But once Naheem left and uh, entered the transfer portal, and I noticed that we didn't really get any other guards in, I knew that I had to step up quick, and that that it was an opportunity there for me. And you know, I feel like me being able to guard and showing my athleticism has really been a deciding factor that's kept me on the floor so long as a freshman. 
So that's really what I. Yeah, your your athleticism is definitely sticking out to us. It's you're 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 disrupting the game when you come in, and we we've noticed that just in a few uh, games you played this year. It, it seems like you're not scared to play the whole court. Um, you know, meaning you can shoot threes, you can you know penetrate the basket on your own, and you're also not scared to you know throw it down when given the opportunity. Um, has the staff encouraged you to play kind of like a big guard? You know, we feel like on this team you got a lot of true shooting guards and and Darius Maddox and Hunter Couture. We really haven't seen that in the Mike Young era. Are they kind of giving you a you know a long leash and play where you feel comfortable? Uh, yes, they they actually have, um, and you know they tell me night in and night out um, to get more comfortable on the offensive end and to to shoot get to my will pull up or get to my mid-range, get to the spots where I know I'm effective at. So, yeah, they encouraged me a lot to go out and uh, try to make plays for each other, not only myself, but each other, um, since we have great sports and shine, um, Darius, Mutz, Hunter. Uh, so, you know, coming off the bench as that next guard, they really encouraged me to go out and score or just make the team better, whether that's scoring or playmaking. Not to mention something that we haven't seen in the Coach Young era has been someone that, quite honestly, in a very short career, you've had quite a few highlight dunks over the uh, beginning of this season. So I got to ask, do you have a specific one that's your favorite? Do you have one that uh, that stands out above them all? I'm going to have to go with North Carolina. Like, you know, ACC game, like I said, I've grown up. I grew up watching North Carolina, being a North Carolina fan. And then for it to happen, you know, I have my best game, my best dunk against them. Uh, that's that's number one for me. Now, MJ, I'm I'm a short guy. I'm, I'm only five foot nine. I I don't think I could dunk a ball on a ladder. Um, <laughs> when when you're kind of in that, you know, driving to the hoop, you know, it seems like sometimes you almost don't decide if you're going to throw it down until you're right there. Mm-hmm. Like when you're in the air, is it, is it kind of like, oh, well, I'm just going to throw it down? Or is it, I mean, how, how quick does that happen? Because I'll never feel it. I want to know. All right. So, so the North Carolina game, uh, I come off the, I'm chasing Caleb Love off a handoff, two down screens into a handoff. Um, Grant tips the ball or whatever happened. He throws it to me. I see it's just me in the rim at the time. So I'm thinking, I'm going to go dunk it. I'm going to go dunk it. So I see Leaky Black in my peripheral vision to my right. And as I'm getting closer to the rim, I'm saying to myself, if he lets me get one-two, I'm dunking it. And he let me get one-two, so I went on and dunked it. But I say most of the times when I'm going to the rim, I'm going with the mindset to dunk it. So if they stop me, oh, I'll just try to adjust in the air. But every time I can get my one, two steps, I'm, I'm trying to dunk it, like no matter what. So is, is, this, is this you letting the ACC know that MJ Collins is here to throw it down? Yeah. Don't let him get that one, two. <laughs> it's, it's going on SportsCenter. Let's put it up there. Yeah, I'm here to throw it down. Don't, let him, get, don't let him get one, two. You got to dunk it for the little guys like me. You'll never get that feeling. Remember that. <laughs> MJ, before we get into the fan questions and the rapid fire questions, I want to know. Uh, now, this granted, this is coming from a guy who switched his major four times. This is coming from a guy who still doesn't know 
what he's going to do full time. Hopefully, podcast the rest of my life. That's kind of that, that's kind of that's kind of the goal. But what are you studying right now, and what would you like to do um, whenever you're no longer playing basketball? Uh, right now, I'm in communication. I'm in the communications major. Uh, growing up, I wanted to do you know like athletic training, but as I took those classes in high school, it, I was just like, it's not for me. HNFE is no joke. No not, joke. Not say not saying anyone can't do it, but you got to really, really, really want to do it. To, to yeah, do it. yeah. Uh, I couldn't do it. Um, so, you know, I've been watching, you know, uh, ESPN stuff like that, and I've come to the conclusion that I kind of want to be a broadcaster at some point. So, you know, I just want to be a stay around basketball or sports in general. Do you have a favorite broadcaster around now? I ran it. Shameless plug. Ran into SVP the other night when I was in College Park for the Maryland game. Maryland lost by like 40 points to UCLA. But I did see SVP. Do you have somebody, uh, whether it's a personality or a former player, uh, that does broadcasting that you look up to or you, th- you think you really like? Uh, I like watching um, uh, Shaq, um, Shaq and Charles, yeah. and Kenny Smith. I love watching that show on ESPN. So uh, I'm going to have to go with them. Sometimes. Like to sit back and listen, you know, to what uh, Stephen A. Smith says, even though I like what he says sometimes. He doesn't believe 90% of the yeah, yeah. he says. Yeah, come on. He's good at getting clicks. He knows what he's That's doing. True. That's his job. That's his yeah. job. That's why he gets paid. I mean, he's making what, $8 million a year to talk about sports? So it's, a it's good not like it's $8 million a year. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, quick fan question that we have coming from Sam Jesse. This is a good one. So, what has the transition been like from going? from being the best player on your high school team to being in a role where you're not necessarily the number one option on offense right now, how do you learn to contribute in other ways? And I think that (laughs) I don't want this to be taken out of context, but I think the systems that coach young and coach Brooks for the men's and the women's team play is such a self selfless, like there's not an emphasis on one person eating all of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has worked out for folks and it has also encouraged others to go find somewhere else. So I'm curious to know kind of how you've dealt with that uh, and how that transition has been for you. Um, you know, early on, I say I would sit back and think like, okay, when, when will I get shots or how many shots will I get? Um, but you know, in high school, the ball was in my hand old game. So you know, I kind of got to dictate when I wanted to shoot, when I didn't, or I was already in a rhythm if I decided to shoot or just to get my teammates involved. So I say the transition has been – it's been tough sometimes because, you know, like I feel like that, okay, maybe I could have I could have got some touches here or maybe I could have been able to get the ball here and then make a play for my teammates. So, you know, it's kind of – not touching the ball, going from touching the ball all the time to, you know, you're not sure when you're going to get it. Um, it's kind of – it's what I expected, if that makes sense. Like, I knew I wasn't going to come in, you know, just have the ball handed to me. Um, and that's why I try to find ways on the defensive end or attacking the boards or getting out in in transition to get my points um, because I know – and I'm not going to get a lot of shots. And, you know, I feel like as a freshman, I have gotten 
like five shots at least a game where I could have shot in the ball or had a chance to. Um, but I haven't my my shooting percentages haven't been as good as they were in high school. So I say that the system that I'm in right now is great. And I say as the season goes and as I continue to stay here, um, my percentages will go up with the shots that I'm shooting. And of course, with percentages, then my numbers will go up as well. So I feel like I'm in a great position. Um, it hasn't been too much of a change. Uh, I say my first game, we played Liberty scrimmage. Um, I might have had 13 points in that game in the scrimmage, but then last games, who knows? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's up and down. It's a roller coaster. So I say just by me being able to compete on the defensive end has really kept me locked in to where, like, the offensive end is just going to come at some point that I'm really locked in on the defensive end. I, I love that answer, and I, I appreciate that you gave us an honest one. Uh, you know, I'm sure it, it is difficult. Um, you know, being that, though, that having guys like you that are able to come off the bench and, you know, essentially be a spark plug. I mean, you look at the UNC game, like we mentioned, eight points, eight rebounds in a limited time. I mean, that's that's impressive. And UNC might not have been expecting that, and all of a sudden we end up winning by 10 or 11. Is there anybody on the team that's kind of been a mentor that's been able to help you at um, – you know, with that role or embrace that role or kind of create it in a role yourself. You're talking about making plays and on the defense side of the ball to gain more positions. I guess what I'm asking is there been a, a senior guy that's kind of helped you with this transition and, and really give you encouragement as you're learning this new role? Uh, yes, um, Darius a lot. Um, you know, we play the same position and, you know, he, he helped me with the plays, um, this summer, he was telling me, you know, when he was here, he didn't have none of the upperclassmen were trying to teach him the plays or tell him what he what coach was looking for, whoever the coach may have been at the time, what they were looking for. So, you know, if he, he if had he had that, he would have been in a better position. And he said he believed he would have been playing earlier. So he's one of them that encourages me, you know, go score, MJ, be more aggressive. Um, Hunter as well. Hunter, he's always telling me where I need to be on defense, you know, what I what I need to do. Um, he told me today, he was like, they're going to call that a foul. We was running through the scout. He's like, yeah, just make sure you're keeping your hands off of them. Um, and so is Justin. Uh, me and Justin joke a lot, you know. I joke with him about me being um, all first-team defense. Uh, but, yeah, they, they all um, contributed, you know, kind of helped me out a lot. Um, as well as the other young guys that are coming up. I'll tell you what, I wouldn't have a problem with you telling Hunter also, you should slam it more too. Because he doesn't do it very often, and he wasn't doing it a lot last year, but that seems to be a piece of his game that he's, uh, that he's expanded upon a little bit this year. We've had a ton of fun watching that. So next, yeah. time, next time you're at practice, he's telling you that's a foul. You should be like, that should be a dunk too. So, hey, <laughs> while we're on the dunk topic, this was this came up a couple weeks ago, and I, I want to hear MJ's point of view. I'm not going to point you on the spot. Can Sean Padula slam it? Uh, <laughs> during the summer, Sean has some sneaky bounce like he did. And it's like uh, now he'll try to dunk in practice, but he don't get up as much. You know what I'm saying? Like he said <laughs> 
but he's not. he's got all that size now. Yeah, and uh, me and um, Coach Custis, we'd joke around with him and uh, tell him, you know, it take a lot to dunk. Um, but yeah, Sean's he's he's pretty athletic. You know, I think he'll get it if he tries to get a dunk fast break. I believe he can get it. Does he need a little more than the one two? Like a one two three, <laughs> one two and a half. Yeah, he might. <laughs> Maybe a lift. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, I'd love to see it. Oh man, we got a surprise. Uh, we got a surprise question actually from my brother, who looks like a clown because he's he's out on the Traeger, but he has a, a a guest question. So Jackson, go ahead, lean into the microphone and ask and ask your question. MJ, what's up, man? What's up? Hey, so I'm a just I'm his little brother. I'm 20, 24 years old, I think. Um, but uh, basically, all I want to know is, so I grew up in the era of Nate Robinson, okay? <laughs> My favorite player in the league at the time was Nate Robinson, especially was on the, when he was on the Bulls. The and era I, of Nate Robinson. Yeah, it's a very <laughs> solid era. Okay? That's his first poster. Know, being that Nate Robinson was a uh, dunk contest champion, uh, of all the players in the NBA that you've seen, I'm assuming you're we're probably about the same age. I want to know who, when you were a kid, who did you watch and who were – who are you watching? Who's your favorite dunker? Who are you expecting to throw down? And then who, when they throw down, like, you're like, all right, this dude can dunk. Who, who was that guy for you? I'm going to have to go with Zach Levine. Okay. Yeah, that's a good answer. Yeah, Zach Levine. Uh, you're not the same age, by the way. He's like, how old are you, MJ? 19? Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah, MJ's, MJ's a freshman. He's born out as a graduated. Freshman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Zach Levine is a good answer. One yeah. of the crazier dunk contests that was. I, I wish they would figure that thing out, man. It's been it's been brutal to watch with all the rule changes and. Um, but what are you gonna do? That's a good that's a good pick. So shout out Jackson for the for the for the guest pick. He's he's making some prime rib right now. Um, so we're going to move into the final segment here, MJ. This is the root, the roots. Whoa. I'm going to have to retake that. Not roots. <laughs> this is the rapid fire section and it is brought to you by our friends over at Whitley's peanuts. Listen, listen, you go in lane stadium, you go in castle Coliseum, you go anywhere to watch a Virginia tech sporting event. You can see the finest gourmet peanuts that have been produced for over 35 years and operated by three generations of Hokie graduates. Use code SOS for 10% off and free shipping when placing your first order over at Whitley'sPeanut.com. Listen, it's Christmas time. It's actually, it's about to be Christmas time. It's currently Hanukkah time. A lot of gifts being exchanged. So if you're looking for something great, they got chocolate-covered peanuts, they got almonds, they got all sorts of good stuff. And parents, you know, if you're a kid and you're wondering where to get your parents, they don't want candy, but that's kind of it tastes good and it's healthy, so it's a healthy option. So check out Whitley's Peanuts. Thank you for making this podcast possible. This is my first one for you. It's tough. If you could have dinner with four people, dead or alive, they can do anything. Who are those four people you're bringing to dinner, and where are you going to eat? I'm going LeBron James. Uh, my cousin, who passed away, um, LeBron James, my cousin. Uh, I'm gonna probably go John ja Morant and probably Steph Curry. 
So I'd have to, you, you've walked right into the next question. So I usually save this one. Some people will pick someone they want to take out on a date. You didn't do that. You went basketball heavy and family. So I got to ask you, who is your celebrity crush? If you could take somebody out on a date and you got to tell me what restaurant you're going to. My celebrity crush is Lauren London. Lauren London. And where are you going to eat? Uh, probably some steakhouse. Honestly. Okay. Do you not have a preference? It doesn't matter. Whatever city you're in, you're finding a good steakhouse. Yeah, we're going to find a good steakhouse. I'm, I'm bummed we're not going to Kabuki. I mean, that's, that's, the, <laughs> that's the straight answer. I know I know you went there on a recruiting visit. We both know that. Yeah, I did. <laughs> that, that place closes every time. Let's say it. Best Christmas movie, MJ? Best Christmas movie. Um, dang it, that's hard. I'm going to go with um, either this Christmas or the Polar Express. Polar Express. I've never, I've, fun fact, I've actually never seen either of those movies. So I need to, I do need to step it up and get that done. Uh, MJ Collins, do you believe in Santa Claus? I do not. You do not. So were you one of the first people to break the news to your friends that Santa Claus, you believe, does not exist? Were you were you an early adopter of the Santa Claus Does Not Exist Club? No, I was not. I did believe I believed in Santa Claus. And then my um my dad was like, Yeah, I'm Santa Claus. So yeah, he went ahead and told me. And then uh it, it might have been like when I was eight, maybe. Okay, okay. I was thought you were about to be it was senior year of high school, he told me at dinner. <laughs> Bill, 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 you're going to have to put a disclaimer on this podcast. Not safe for I will. Well, I, I, have, will. I have two younger sisters, and, uh, you know, they start believing in Santa Claus. And I, I went ahead and told them. I was like, yes, Santa Claus isn't real. You're going to learn today. <laughs> oh, man. It went to my dad. It was like, um, MJ said Santa Claus isn't real. And then that's when my dad was like, yeah, I'm Santa Claus. <laughs> um <laughs> that's brutal. The Collins oh, yeah. family not mincing any uh not mincing any uh any words there, just right to the business. Uh what is your favorite dining hall and your favorite meal? Uh Owens. And it's it's gonna be Chick-fil-A. This is good. So the basketball team's lucky. The football team was in a position where all of the freshmen we're paying for all the upperclassmen to eat at the dining halls because the upperclassmen knew how good they were. Y'all have so many transfers that most of the upperclassmen don't even know how good dining halls are at Virginia Tech. Um, oh. We've asked multiple players and they were like, hey, what's your favorite dining hall? They're like, I've never been to one. Well, <laughs> I don't. they're missing out. Don't tell them they're missing out because they're going to start taking your swipes. But Well, listen, no. so after almost every practice, they'll be like, yeah, y'all have so many swipes. Y'all not going to spend them all, so let's just go. And we'll, we'll take them. Like, we'll go to West End. We'll go to Chick-fil-A after practice, and they're just using the swipes. Mm-hmm. Well, they taking you to Kabuki, too? Are they saying, hey, I mean, after those assists, we might have gotten you an NIL commercial. You're taking the whole team out for steak? You're taking the whole team out for sushi? You got to start thinking about those things, MJ. You got right. to you start thinking about those things. Um, next... Pre-game routine or superstitions? Are you doing anything weird before the game? Special playlist, laying your socks out, 
Um, anything unique that you do? Um, so I always shoot like an hour and 30 before. Um, I only listen to baby on game. And I always put my lights on before anything. Oh, and um, I never, I never warm up in my jersey until we go out for the last warm up. So I always, when we do um, warm ups like guards, bigs, I think it's like forty five on the clock on the game clock. I warm up in my long sleeve VT shirt, um, with my shorts. Is that to turn the switch? I guess so. And Is I, there- <laughs> I have under there besides just the VT shirt. And then when we go back into the room, uh, I'll put my undershirt on and then I'll keep the VT shirt on and then we'll go back out. And then when we come back out for the last time, I'll put my jersey on and then I'll put I'll change my shirt and put my jacket on and I'll warm up my jacket. So to so- your laundry. Yeah, so so to put it so to put it one way is yes, you do have a few pregame routines yes. and superstitions. Is there anybody else that has any weird superstitions? Any you're like that's kind of weird. Um, nah, because probably because you have the most the most robust uh, robust routine. I'm assuming. Yeah, or or I would say maybe Grant. So he'll shoot. And then he'll come in the locker room and he'll just land the floor on his phone. Like he'll just lay there on the phone and then he might, and then he'll go back out when it's time for the team to go out. Bill, I think we've been doing this wrong. We need to ask, we need to ask like MJ, everyone else's weird yes. That's where we're going to get the good stuff. Because Grant's probably uh, not thinking about that. And he's probably not thinking that that's, that people are noticing that that's a little, that's a little, a little odd. Yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. Um, MJ, uh, what ACC arena, arena are you most looking forward to playing in? Uh, I have to go with Duke. Which what? Duke. Oh, Camp- Duke. Yeah. Um, yeah, I that's that's a I feel like an easy answer. I went there last year to watch y'all play. It was, it was awesome. Um, player you base your game after. It could be a college player. It can be an NBA player. It could be a guy that you know has, has since passed on or retired. Um, I see myself more as a Bradley Beal, Evan Booker type. Um, can hit three, but mainly they live in the mid range area. Area, and you know, in high school AAU, that's where most of my shots were in the mid range. And then after I get going a little bit, then I step out and shoot threes. So yeah, I've gotten those two comparisons a lot. Um, over the last few years. Gotcha. Um, you know, we were going to ask, uh, you, you mentioned you got three posters in there, uh, MJ, Kobe, and LeBron. We got we to rank, rank the posters. Who's, who's the best? I'm going with LeBron because that's, of course, that's my favorite player, and that's who I, that's who I grew up watching and still watch to this day. Um, I watched a little bit of Kobe, and a lot of people say he was uh, another version of Michael Jordan. And I'd never seen Mike play, so I can't really tell you how good Mike was. I've seen I've seen the highlights. 
Um, but I can't really base the highlights off of how good he really is, you know. So I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with LeBron one, and then I'm gonna probably go Jordan Kobe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the last question I have is, what is one thing that people don't know about you? Um. Oh, I used to play baseball. What position? Uh, I played pitcher and shortstop. Did you play in high school? I did not. So in high school, the only sport I played was basketball. And uh, baseball. So baseball, I played baseball, football, and basketball growing up. Um, I stopped playing baseball in like fifth grade, but I stopped playing football in eighth grade. But, like, at the time, my dad said that I was better in baseball than I was in basketball and football. But it was just baseball just got so boring. You know, like, at that age, if I'm not pitching or playing shortstop, then I'm not really engaged in the game. You know, you might have two or three people on the team that may be able to hit the ball in the outfield. So it just got boring. I just stopped playing it. And you were going through a tough time. I mean, you just found out Santa wasn't real. Yeah, that's true. That's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> Good callback, Bryce. MJ, this is a ton of fun. We appreciate it. Uh, I know you're headed up to Boston here soon. We're looking forward to making some road trips, seeing you all in Charlottesville and seeing you back in Blacksburg. Um, to take us out on this podcast, any shout-outs, any plugs that you would like to do, anybody that you would like to shout-out, this is your time. So uh, go ahead. It's, uh, the floor is yours. Uh, I'd like to shout out my teammates and I would like to shout out my cousin who passed away um, earlier this year, right before, like a week after I got there. MJ, appreciate you joining us and we will be seeing you soon. Yes, sir. Appreciate you for having me. Thanks, MJ. Good luck, bud. Yes, sir. It's time to wander, tripping in the sand. We smoke out windows, drink till we can't stand. But I saw you dance like you want to in my head. And all that she said is, Oh, I know it's what you're thinking. to you and